What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. The NBA season is here, and it's not going anywhere, at least not for a while. We're only a few games into this new NBA season, and already we've seen some pretty awesome performances. Today we're going to look at a number of the trendiest names from the first week of the regular season. We'll try to figure out what's being overblown, who might fade, and who might stick. Let's get right into it. Let's start off down in Charlotte with the Jordan-owned Hornets basketball team where LaMelo Ball has just been very good through three games with the undefeated Hornets. But like we've mentioned before, LaMelo's impact can maybe be best seen in the performances of the players around him. So many Hornets had career years last season in their first run-through with the youngest Ball brother, and maybe at the top of that list is the fourth-year man, Miles Bridges. At only six foot six inches, Bridges has been slotted in as the starting power forward after a very successful trial run at the end of last season, and he's picked up just right where he left off, and maybe even gotten better through a small three-game sample. Through three games, he's playing just over 30 minutes per night, a career high, all of them coming at the four, at least according to basketball reference. And he's been just absolutely dynamite so far. He's hitting at 25 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and nearly three steals per night, and he's shooting a career-best 44% from downtown on six three-point attempts per game, while also maintaining excellent efficiency everywhere else, with a well-above-average 62.5% effective field goal percentage. He's also hitting at nearly a 94% clip from the charity stripe on over five free throw attempts per game, nearly tripling his previous career high free throw attempts. Just an excellent shooting display so far from the player who once was considered a pretty big disappointment after being selected near the end of the 2018 NBA lottery. Now, his role, that's probably not going to change. You know, the Hornets and head coach James Borrego were pretty adamant in the preseason that the new starting lineup would be featuring Miles Bridges as the starting power forward while moving uh, P.J. Washington to the bench where he would primarily be playing as backup center to Mason Plumley, and that's exactly what we've seen through three games thus far. Sitting as one of the only 3-0 teams in the Eastern Conference, we shouldn't be expecting any type of lineup shuffling anytime soon. As a starter, Bridges is averaging 16 field goal attempts per game, by far a career high. But even still, he's only sporting a relatively conservative 23% usage rate, which even with Terry Rozier returning to his normal role on the team, that probably shouldn't be coming down all that much. Now, it seems pretty clear that Bridges is the second best player in Charlotte, and his role seems locked down. Of course, the shooting will likely dip a little bit moving forward. You know, 44% from three on six attempts per game seems like it will fall at least a little bit. But last year, he made a huge step forward, averaging a 40% success rate from deep on four and a half attempts per game. So I'm inclined to believe that the shooting is real. You know, couple that with the fact that Charlotte is suddenly a very exciting young team and Miles Bridges has formed a very real bond with the uber sophomore LaMelo Ball. And Bridges is generally just a highlight real type of player. I like Miles Bridges a lot as a basketball card investment. Looking over at the Slab Sox Pro platform, we see his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card experiencing a pretty steady rise over the past three months, rising 67% during that time frame, most recently sitting in the $200 range. Based on everything that we've seen so far, 
I still like that as a good investment. He is playing in Charlotte, which theoretically might limit his card market potential compared to some of the larger markets around the league, but that also might mean that many basketball fans are simply behind the curve on this guy as the Hornets keep on playing, assuming that they keep this up. It wouldn't be surprising at all to see a lot more people hop on board. You know, Lamella Ball's prices are still very high, so that could mean that more people will turn to Bridges as an opportunity to buy into this Hornets wagon. Now, looking forward, Bridges is eligible for an extension as he is in his fourth season, and it makes sense that the Hornets didn't already extend him this summer. You know, they probably needed to see a little bit more before committing major dollars to him. But after three games, it looks like the price tag was only going to be going up as he hits restrictive free agency next summer. And when that happens, his card market will likely continue to grow in price as well. Pretty high on Miles Bridges, as you can probably tell. Next up, we'll head from the Jordan-owned Hornets to another Jordan. That's Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors are starting to look like the Warriors team that we're used to seeing. And while most of that is due to Stephen Curry, at least some of that falls on the third-year guard from Milwaukee. Uh, so far through his three games, he's playing 27 minutes per night while averaging 17 points, three rebounds, and a and three and a third assists per night, along with nearly two steals on the other end. And I've been shooting very efficiently, however, only 32% from three-point range on over seven attempts per game, and below league average 49% effective field goal percentage. Overall, I've been impressed by him, but I do think that some of the hype building around him might be a little bit overblown, at least here in the short term. You know, at the end of June, beginning of July, Jordan Poole Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie cards were selling regularly in the $150 to $160 range, while the most recent auctions have been selling more in the $400 to $500 range, uh, using the high-end sale of $515 on October 22nd. This card has risen in value by 238% in just four months, which is awesome, but it may be a little bit premature in my opinion, but that is, again, just my opinion. You know, part of the reason for the excitement around Poole is due to him playing point guard and shooting guard in the Stephen Curry-era Golden State Warriors. You know, of course, for years, we've grown accustomed to Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson just absolutely raining threes down on their opponents' heads. And when you bring in another quick three-point shooting guard into that mix, the assumption is that he'll fit in perfectly. And certainly, he's fit in very well. But add that on top of the fact that he was thrust into a surprisingly large role during his rookie season with all the injuries around the roster. And then with Klay Thompson missing all of last season with an Achilles injury, Poole was being tabbed last year as a breakout star, and it just didn't happen. And because of that, and, and since Klay is still out, that narrative of a breakout star, it's being spun again once this year. And the cumulative effect is just a general assumption that Poole is a star in the making and a strong buy on the card market. Like I said before, probably a bit premature. He's played really well, outside of the shooting percentages, of course, but we will probably be getting Clay back hopefully in the next month or so, which will eat into Poole's role, although he'll still have a prominent role on the team. All in all, $400 to $500 is probably a bit rich for, for what we're actually seeing from him, you know, at least at this point, you know, especially when you consider that there are better young players who are going for far cheaper, like Miles Bridges in Charlotte, whose Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card is going for less than half of Poole's. I like Poole a lot for the future. He's shown really impressive flashes, even going back to last season. But I think that the cart has gotten ahead of the horse in the basketball card market for Jordan Poole. So I'm not recommending him as a buy at this point. Seems like the market will cool off on him at least a bit in the future, but he's certainly an intriguing young player to keep an eye on moving forward. Next up, another Jordan. This one playing with my Milwaukee Bucks. That's second year man Jordan Nwora. 
his basketball card market really started taking off after his impressive 15.6 rebound performance on opening night against the Brooklyn Nets. All told, through three games this season coming off the bench, he's averaged 11 points, 5.7 rebounds, and an assist and a third per game while hitting 35% of his attempts from three on nearly six attempts per game. The result of this surprising start to the year is that his raw Prism Silver rookie cards have been auctioning off in the $45 to $60 range on eBay over the past week. Uh, like with the other Jordan, probably a bit premature, and I'm saying that as a Bucks fan even. And for one thing, the Bucks currently have a very dinged-up roster. On opening night, the Bucks were short-handed. We had Bobby Portis, Dante DiVincenzo, Semi Ojalea, uh, Rodney Hood. They were all out. Also, Drew Holiday left that game in the first half with a heel contusion. That all opened up the door to a role that probably won't be sticking much longer for Jordan Nora. As the roster heals up, Nora should be moving down in the rotation at least a little bit, which will obviously be eating into his minute totals and then his point totals, which are the thing that we really like. Now, I do expect him to be in the rotation throughout the regular season, but on a championship contending roster, he's probably not going to have the type of role that will warrant continued attention on the basketball card market. And whenever he gets minutes, he should be scoring rather easily. That's just what he does. But the Bucks really are working with him on focusing on both the defensive side of the ball and on offensive recognition in terms of when to pass and when to shoot. You know, those things are still a work in progress. And it will be his improvement in those areas that build up the minute totals over the next couple of years. I do like Nora a lot, and the Bucks seem to like him too. And as one of the only under 25 promising prospects on the roster, the Bucks have a lot of incentive to keep developing him. But you know, as I already pointed out, he's probably in line for fewer minutes as the season progresses, meaning that his card prices should be dropping here pretty soon. And that being said, he's still so much of an unknown that if you are at any card shows or card shops, you can probably still find some of his rookie cards in the dollar bin. And if you find them, I'd absolutely snatch them up whenever you can. But $45 for a guy whose prominence on the Bucks roster is probably dwindling in the coming months that kind of seems like a bit of a reach. You know, like him for the future, but I'd hold off on trying to win any eBay auctions for at least a little while. You know, fun player to keep your eye on for the next couple of couple of months and couple of seasons, though. Next up is another Milwaukee-connected player. That's the pride of Greenfield, Wisconsin, Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. You know, we all know all about him by now. After his coming out party in the NBA bubble as the Miami Heat were a somewhat of a surprise participant in the 2020 NBA Finals, Hero is being heralded as a can't-miss future star down in South Beach. And then last season happened, and it was a bit of a wake-up call, you know, both for Hero and his basketball card market. His three-point shooting dropped a bit to 36% on five-and-a-half attempts per game, and he averaged a relatively disappointing 15 points, five rebounds, and three-and-a-half assists. That was all last season. He also shot below league average by effective field goal percentage, and it was a, just a disappointing season overall for the Miami Heat franchise. Coming into this year, pretty hard to project what version of Hero we'd be getting. You know, are we going to be getting the NBA bubble version or the sophomore season version that where he really didn't improve all that much in any category? Well, it's only been two games, so obviously still too early to say, but it appears that Hero is absolutely locked in and taking his game very seriously at the moment. In this small sample, he's averaged 28.5 points, 8 boards, and 2.5 assists per game, while just hoisting up shots from pretty much anywhere on the court with 10 three-point attempts per game while making 35% of those shots, while also hitting from the field in an above-average clip of 55% on effective field goal percentage. Very impressive start for the 22-year-old. 
coming off the bench. He's already inserted himself into the sixth man of the year conversation. Of course, we have a long way to go before we can make any declarations on that front, but certainly pretty interesting to watch that sixth man of the year award. That would go a long way in his market. He is currently holding a pretty unsustainable usage of 35%. That's by far the highest usage percentage on the team, and that's likely going to be coming down quite a ways, which means that we shouldn't be expecting 23 shot attempts per game as he's currently averaging through two contests. His first game came against a Bucks team that was missing like six rotation players, and his second game came without Kyle Lowry in the lineup. So, you know, we should probably be taking his first two games with a bit of a grain of salt. And by the way, they do play tonight. I'm recording this on Monday afternoon, so I don't know the outcome of that contest yet. Obviously, uh, remains to be seen what type of role he has tonight. That being said, on a team that is really built around a staunch defense, you know, the Heat really need a couple of players to carry the offensive load. And Tyler Hero is one of the few players on the team with the you know, natural ability to score. And it appears that they'll be encouraging to take as many shots as he can throughout the course of a game and throughout the course of the rest of the season. And we can see the effect of his first two games prominently in his sports card market. Looking at his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card over at Slab Stocks Pro, it's risen nearly 84% in just the past month, most recently selling in the $520 range. That's a pretty good chunk of change for most people. You know, at this point, there's just so much uncertainty in Harrow's game. Uh, there's a lot to like when you combine the, the confidence and the swagger with the natural scoring ability coupled with a very good heat team in a prominent market like Miami. But it still remains to be seen what version of Hero we'll really be getting moving forward. At this moment, all of the storylines are the regular beginning of the season cliches that we've grown accustomed to. You know, best shape of his life, uh, 10 pounds of muscle, locked in, Kyle Lowry took him under his wing. You know, that's been the explanation so far. But being that his market is currently just skyrocketing, seems wise to probably hold off on any purchases until we know more about what we can expect moving forward. And still, you can't help but love what we've seen from him so far. And if Bubble Hero is back, then this will be a very fun player to watch moving forward. And the Heat will suddenly be one of the top three to four teams in the Eastern Conference, if they're not already. Watch his next couple of weeks of basketball with great interest. Sticking in Florida. A big surprise in the early going is the true seven-footer hailing from Central Florida. That's Mo Bamba of the Orlando Magic. After Wendell Carter Jr. was extended this offseason and Mo Bamba was not, Bamba absolutely took off during the preseason. And then he's continued it in three games so far. Starting alongside Carter Jr. in the front court, Bamba has played nearly 32 minutes per night, which is double his career minutes per game average. And he scored 14 points to go along with 9 rebounds and 2.3 assists while swatting 2 shot attempts per game. A very, very impressive start from the big man, and he's been shooting with extreme efficiency as well. 43% from deep on nearly 5 attempts per game and an uber-efficient 64% effective field goal percentage. The breakout has been brewing for you know, quite a few years now. After being selected sixth overall in that loaded 2018 NBA draft, Bamba was all potential for his first few seasons. As a seven-footer that can block shots and hit from three, he looked like he could be the prototype modern NBA big man. That just really didn't come to fruition during his first three seasons, and most of the basketball community pretty much just moved on from him. I know I did. Now, it's easy to forget that he was drafted as a long-term project. You know, at the beginning, we all knew that it would take time to learn if he was a real NBA player, and then most of us just assumed that he was a bust. Well, so far, in a small sample, understand that, 
it looks like that long-term development plan, plan has paid off for not really not only a real NBA player but a real productive NBA player and obviously again three games is too small of a sample to make any bold predictions but this is the same Bamba that we saw in this preseason and the fact that he's starting for the Magic and playing over 30 minutes per night speaks a lot about the organization's confidence in him at the moment at some point this year, hopefully, Jonathan Isaac will be returning from injury. He's another player that the organization is rightfully very high on. And then the minutes between Isaac, Carter, and Bamba will have to be shuffled around quite a bit. But until that happens, we'll just have to see if Bamba can keep it up. He's coming off two straight double-doubles. He's hit three three-point against attempts per game twice already this year. And he has all the makings of a real breakout player. The basketball card market uh, still seems pretty uncertain of what to make of him. His most recent Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card auction ended at $122, which is good. You know, it's better that we can all watch him and gather information together rather than just have his market skyrocket on just three games. So he's an interesting speculative buy at this point. Although it's probably just best to wait and see what takes place. Although you really can't hate what he's shown so far in the early going. So, just another really interesting development to this new NBA season. And last up for today, we are taking a look at one of the most exciting young players in the NBA. That's Ja Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. And talk about a hot start to the year. Through three games, he's averaging 35 points, nearly four rebounds and eight assists per night, along with 1.3 steals on the other end of the court, while shooting an excellent 64% from the field by effective field goal percentage, as well as 44% from long range on six three-point attempts per night. It could not ask for a better start to the year for the Grizzlies star point guard. He's leading the league and scoring thus far. He's just one of those players that you kind of just have to see to believe. Uh, just an insane combination of speed and athleticism. Once he gets driving to the hole, uh, very few players that can stop the six foot three inch 22 year old from scoring. In the offseason, the Grizzlies traded away Jonas Valanciunas in a three team trade to make Steven Adams their starting center. At the time, that move didn't really seem to make much sense on paper, at least in my mind. But watching Adams just set stonewall screens to free Morant at the top of the arc, it's just been really a joy. You know, he's been one of the most exciting highlight reel players through his first two seasons, and it appears that he's gotten even better this year. There's just you know not much more to say about him that you don't already know, so I'm not going to belabor the topic. He's not going to shoot 44% from three over the course of the season. His shooting percentages, they should come down, but he's just a tremendous offensive player. I think that we're likely looking at an upcoming first-time All-Star, which should be the first of many repeat All-Star appearances for the young guard. Now, even with his astronomical start to the year, the, the card market hasn't been exploding for him just yet. Over on Slabstocks Pro, we see that in the past three months, his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card has only risen just under 17%, most recently auctioning in the $1,600 range. And part of that is due to the obscene population report numbers for his Prism rookies. You know, there are over 18,000 base Prism rookies, uh, PSA 10 rookies in circulation, and 1,200 12 Prism Silver PSA 10 rookies in circulation, which that's always going to cap his particular card market for Prism. You know, so like with many players, Prism's probably not the best investment choice just due to the high population counts. But as a player, John Morant is absolutely a solid investment moving forward. You know, great team, great player, great highlights. There's not much to disappoint there. If you can afford him, I'd be buying John Morant cards all day long. Personally, I cannot afford him, but hopefully you can. And there you have it. 
Those are six of the players that have really intrigued and kind of been popping off in the new NBA season. Uh, some of them remain good buys. Some you might want to hold off for now. Uh, but I think all of them remain really interesting players to track moving forward. In any case, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you again next week.